to celebrate 20 years of Cape Talk. Here's one of your favorite personalities from the last two decades. 20 years of Cape Talk. Join the conversation. All those voices, hey, taking you back 20 years. Janie Allen, I remember taking over from her and people wouldn't even allow me to speak. I was a snot-nosed little 21-year-old or something at the time, 22, somewhere around there, I don't know. So, so 20 years of amazing stories right here on 567 Medium Wave Cape Talk. Martin Gillingham, I love him. Remember that voice? Martin Gillingham used to say it as it is, and everybody cringed, and I was going, yay, please do so. I want to be like that one day too. Um, but yeah, some really awesome stuff. We've been reflecting one big story the station has covered each and every day on this particular show, and we go back to 2012, the sinking of the RMS Titanic. Now, it didn't occur in 2012, just for the record. Um, we know that it sank on the night of the 14th of April. That's in the North Atlantic Ocean, four days into the ship's maiden voyage. That's from Southampton to New York City. And remember what the guys were saying? Oh, it's unsinkable. It's not going to go down anytime soon, I can tell you. But, of course, they were wrong. A hundred years later, in 2012, Cape Talk decided to host a centenary commemoration for the sinking of the ship. Colin Cullis joins you this morning to talk about that. And obviously the best person to have done this, not because he's been around as long as the Titanic. As a matter of fact, the Titanic, you know, John, John Matham, a very young man. So um, he hosted that dinner, didn't he? Yes, he did, uh, Kino. And uh, actually our connection with the Titanic goes back to the founding of the station. Because if you had yep. asked somebody what was the best movie in 1997 when we began, well, it was Titanic. It did you was- cry? During that movie? It was pretty moving. You've got to admit that the, the, the movie was, uh, was epic. It was the yep. first movie to make a billion dollars. Yeah. It uh, tied records for having the most nominations and the most Oscar wins with 11. Yeah. And a 21-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio was the star role. So if people don't get that they're getting old because Cape Talk's 20 years old, they certainly will get that that movie Titanic is 20 years old. I love the scene in the black car. Anyway. Ah, well, fair enough. So fast forward then to 2012, uh, and we approached by a company called Spill, who had said there are these commemorations happening around the world uh, for its centenary. And yeah. the, the, the one thing we asked first was, you know, is there enough of a connection between Cape Town and the Titanic that people would want to go to one of those dinners? Well, uh, Cape Talkers are certainly uh, known for supporting a good cause, and they do love fine food. Yep. And uh, the uh, event was going to be in aid of the NSRI. And after we said, let's, let's give this a go, we, we partnered with the Mount Nelson uh, and the chef there, uh, Rudy Liebenberg, had uh, opted to try and recreate the 11-course menu that was served to first-class passengers on that fateful night. Uh, thankfully, he reduced it down to eight courses. Some of the food people don't even eat anymore. It's that <laughs> surprising, the, the, the menus that were, that were there. Yeah. But the wine pairings that go with it. So just as well, there wasn't 11 courses. Um, but the challenge with that, of course, is that that's not cheap. And so we were yeah. then afraid, how are we going to shift these tickets to have 100 plus people come and have a dinner at that price? 1500 bucks a ticket. Yeah. Uh, so John Matham, he was, uh, he was tasked with saying, okay, let's, uh, let's launch this thing, as it were. And uh, in less than an hour, all of the tickets were sold. In fact, it sold out so quickly that we wound up overselling some of the tickets. And so some <laughs> careful negotiations to try and make sure we could fit everybody in. Uh, the night arrived. It was absolutely stunning. The food was magnificent. Uh, but above the, even the food was that, that John, and he's currently on stage at the moment, he had performed sort of accounts of the various passengers, the survivors, um, from the evening. 
Maybe it's worthwhile just giving a quick recap for people who forgot yeah. what happened to the Titanic. I heard uh, yeah. uh, you re- referencing this a little earlier with Adam Gilchrist. So the ship set sail. It's one of the largest ships ever built and one of the fastest. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is heading through a part of the Atlantic known for having ice. And in fact, it just received word to say, listen, there are icebergs ahead. And you'd think, well, then they'll divert their course or slow down. They did neither. The plan at the time uh, was that you just steamed on. Uh, thinking that they would spot an iceberg and then quickly make evasive maneuvers and everything would be fine. Well, they spotted an iceberg. They tried to turn. They failed. It hit the side of the ship. It didn't puncture the, the, the steel hull, but it buckled it enough that water started coming in. And they realized pretty quickly that the, the, the rate that the water was coming, they couldn't lock it down, and the ship was going to sink, eventually breaking in two. And yep. over 2,200 people on board, life rafts for only half that. 700 yeah. people wind up uh, surviving. And John told those stories uh, in a way that, Quite honestly, you know, only somebody like John can do. He is a phenomenal talent. Um, you know, just if, if one just looks at John's history as well and look at from whence he comes, uh, what if, uh, and uh, you know, even at the few God now, you guys need to go and check him out. Indeed. He is phenomenal. And so here's, you know, YouTube at the time was hardly yeah. the giant is now, and radio stations in 2012 are hardly shooting video for everything. But we had the presence of mind to shoot it. So we've captured that on video and it's currently on YouTube. And if, if anybody has not seen it or didn't realize this even yeah. existed, we've been posting articles associated with all of the daily coverage and doing this. It will be included in there. Stunning. Give yourself uh, half an hour with some peace and quiet and watch, watch what he was delivering. Now, you were mentioning a little earlier, our president, and you know, the, the notion as to what's the connection here with South Africa. Well, you consider uh, a captain in charge of a mighty vessel mm. uh, with many people on board sailing into kind of uh, unsafe waters uh, and one of the things with the Titanic and it not slowing down was that it had uh, corporate backers obviously wanting to make the most money out of this and getting to New York quickly would have enhanced its sort of commercial appeal and everything else so there's another connection for South Africa um, heading headlong for this sort of ice fields knowing that if worse comes to worst first class passengers probably could take care of themselves mm. but very little available for those in, in third class mm. being able to sort of survive this sort of thing so warnings even today about the Titanic South Africa and how we should be managing the waters. The real plus from the evening, though, was that at the end of it, we were able to hand over 125,000 plus to the NSRI, which, quite honestly, the fact that that still has to be supported by dedicated volunteers and fundraising is incredible. Why that isn't part of an official state-run sort of way to keep everybody safe at the ocean, given how important the ocean economy supposedly is to us. Well, hopefully that is something that will come from it. And, And then we might think, you know, the Titanic rests at the bottom of the Atlantic, to be remembered only that way. But South Africa's got another connection with it. Back in 2006, a South African said he was going to rebuild the Titanic. And we tracked that story for a while until finally he gave up around about 2010, only for an Australian to make the exact same commitment in 2012 after the anniversary. Yeah. And we've been tracking that one. He was due to have it completed at the end of this year and has not yet started. But that's not to say that, <laughs> the, ti- that the Titanic actually is being rebuilt right now. Uh, uh, on Friday, there was uh, a tweet from the Chinese company busy building it alongside a river uh, where it will be permanently moored as a hotel. And maybe in 2022, Cape Talk will arrange a special centenary visit to go and have a look at a Titanic sitting in 10 meters of, of water. Finally, it will become unsinkable. I have a dream that one day uh, the full scale Titanic will be built by robotics. <laughs> 
Well, it'll be three D printed. The virtual version, yes. I'm sure. Is no, no. I, I think the virtual. Yeah, I think the virtual version could very easily, given the the, 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 the technological advancements that we have these days, be built via three D printer. Maybe not the one you have in your home, but something similar. Uh, Colin, as always, great chatting. Thank you very much for that. Colin Cullis, just recounting that dinner. And if you went.